a.m. East Lansing. This is City Pulse on the Air. Joining you now, your Editor-in-Chief of the Lansing City Pulse, Burl Schwartz. Hello, this is Arts Editor Skylar Ashley filling in for publisher Burl Schwartz. On today's show, we're going to hear an interview conducted by reporter Todd Haywood with Lansing local and coronavirus long hauler Don Cochran. Don Cochran was struck by the coronavirus in early January and had to stay at McLaren Hospital for an extended period with dangerously low oxygen. While he has since recovered from the virus, he is still required to carry an oxygen tank with him wherever he goes. During his talk with Haywood, we learn all about his story and his experience with the coronavirus. Hey, stranger, I ain't seen you in a while. Yeah, we've been a little separate. Yeah. Um, first of all, let me apologize. I was digging in another story and completely lost track of time, so I apologize. Um, oh, no problem. I know you're a busy dude. Oh, it's been a crazy time. So, so how you feeling, man? Good. Doing pretty good. Today's my second day without using the oxygen, so that's a good sign, you know. I still have it just in case, you know. I feel I might need it, but, you know, been trying to wean my way off of it, you know? <laughs> I, I do know. Um, so let's go back. When did you, when did you get sick? Actually, probably around, um, I would say around the 13th or 14th is when I really started noticing more of the um, uh, symptoms. Okay. Uh, I actually went and got tested on, I believe it was the fourth, me and my girlfriend went and got tested because um, she got sent home from work. She works at a pharmacy uh, and she was coughing a lot. And uh, so we went together and drove to St. John's. They had a, they have a drive through there. Okay. So we went there and got tested. Well, she got tested. And then I came home with her, but then I drove back there. I said, well, maybe I should do it. So I went and got tested. She came up positive. I came up negative, which is weird. And then, so she was, we both were quarantined because we lived together in the same household. So, you know, we both were quarantined and uh, as we're getting quarantined, she's getting better and I'm getting worse. <laughs> so what, and, what, um, what day did you test negative and you tested positive? That was the fourth. Okay. That was on the fourth of January. But then, uh, you know, during the quarantine time, my, my symptoms started getting worse. She got better and she recovered from it, no problem. And then I started getting the, um, you know, uh, similar to flu symptoms, a lot of sweat at night and um, the coffin and, and uh, the cold chills and all that. And then somewhere around the 13th, 14th, my temperature started getting higher and it got up to 103 at one night. And I started having hallucinations like, I've never experienced that before, like seeing, hearing things and seeing things. That was, that was kind of a trip. And I was, I was like, so this is what it's like being on drugs, I guess, <laughs> you know, but that was a trip. And then the next, I kept trying to fight it and figuring I can get over this, you know, but next couple of days, it just got so bad. We, we ended up going on Saturday of that week to the hospital. 
Okay. And that was McLaren, Sarah. Which was what? Uh, McLaren. Okay. McLaren. Yeah. But it was, uh, I think that was the 16th, is, was okay. that Saturday. Okay. And so, what was your oxygen and your temp and that sort of stuff when you went into the ER? My temp was, my temp was probably not as high. It was probably like 98, something like that. And my oxygen was in the eighties. Okay. So it was, in, it was in the low eighties. I mean, when I started walking out, she dropped me off uh, at the entrance and you know, it was a little bit of a walk to get to the door. So it was, it was like trying to climb uphill somewhere, you know, and I finally got in there and I had to sit down right away to catch my breath because I was just like, totally exhausted just getting to the door wow that was how wow. bad, bad it was you know and i was you know uh the the lady that had wanted me to sign in she wanted me to sign in but i said i gotta go sit down in this chair right away first and she's like and then nancy my girlfriend came in and she's like she's he's scaring me you know because of the way i was being erratic trying to get catch my breath and stuff you know so yeah it was pretty trippy <laughs> so i want to back up a little bit you said you had some some hallucinations sure. and whatnot do you are you yeah. willing to share what those were i mean you heard voice well, but what what did you hear i was just like uh laying in bed trying to sleep I thought i was asleep and then all of a sudden i i, I kind of like heard a voice go hey like something like that you know or hello or something and i popped up out of bed and i'm like what who's that you know and then in my mind i'm thinking what the f is going on you know right what the hell so i got up out of my bed and it's just started walking around and um i'm just like and i thought i seen something or somebody you know for a second too and i'm like what is going on man you know and you know, that's all I could really remember, but it was just so like, like I was in another world or something, you know, and my mind, I was just, my mind was just totally out there somewhere. It sounds yeah. like it almost scared you. The, the, it, it was scary. It was a scary thing. I know. Um, it's like an experience I've never had it. Cause I, I've never done any drugs myself. I drink, you know, I, I do drink, but I've never really done any, I've never even smoked marijuana. So, you know, for, for me to experience something like that, it was just totally like an out of, almost like an out of body experience in a way, you know? So it was just, uh, yeah, it was pretty trippy. And as a matter of fact, I think I told my girlfriend, I think the next day, you know, so I'm not going up there. <laughs> I'm not going back up there. There's some trippy stuff going on, you know. But I think it had to do with definitely the temperature, you know. And it just right. like the brain was getting a little bit toasted. So your mind were playing tricks on you. Kind of like that song by uh, Ghetto Boys. My mind's playing tricks on me. <laughs> you know? So so you, you went to the emergency room, and we'll say for right now the 16th, but I'll look up the dates just to make sure. Yeah. Um, and, and she said, you, you know, the, the triage nurse was worried about you. 
what how yeah. quickly did they move you back into a room and get you on oxygen and all of that right on top of it as soon as as soon as i got in there and they checked my uh, vitals they had me on oxygen just like that within seconds and then took me back in the room right away you know and um you know started checking my vitals and keeping me on oxygen and coming in and you know they had, the nurse came in and they had put put an iv in me and just doing all of that so and they had me in that room for probably 30 or 40 minutes and then then they took me up on that i don't know what floor it was i think it was the fourth floor and put me in a private room right away you know and uh then you know they just kept me in that i was in there obviously isolated right um and uh there inside the room they had a this huge like uh almost looked like a furnace in a way but it was it, it basically it was a machine that um sucks out the air in the in the room to to get rid of all the um viruses and herb disinfections and stuff diseases whatever but yeah the thing was loud too so i was in that room with that loud machine sucking the air out and my uh, whole system was dry because you know they want to keep everything clean so that was kind of trip trippy so at what point did you realize well wait a minute this is really serious i'm not just sick i'm like well, sick. yeah um well, actually, before I even went to the hospital, I was sitting up in the tub, you know, trying to relax. And I just started thinking about it. And it's like, wow, this stuff is not no joke, you know. Um, You're listening to City Pulse on the air on 88.9 FM, The Impact. Let's return to Todd Haywood's interview with coronavirus long caller, Don Cochran. It made me realize, hey, this is borderline X could be gone tomorrow or I could get through it, you know, but that's, that's when it really hit me. So I knew, I knew that I needed to get to the hospital. And if I got there, I, I knew that they, they do everything they can to help, you know? So it really hit me at home is when it really hit me. Okay. Yeah. So when you were in the hospital, what did they use for treatment? I mean, obviously you've got oxygen, but did they, did you get the, the steroids and the the antibodies yep. and, and that sort of stuff. What, what was what was the yep. that you got? They 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 gave me steroids and remdesivir. Okay, is what what they they used on me to to help. Now when they took me in, um, going back to where you know they put me in the room right away, they also did a CAT scan on me. They actually took me out of the room and and took me in another area and had to do this CAT scan and the CAT scan came back with both my lungs full uh like a double pneumonia is what it was kind of like so both my lungs were full but um that way uh and I think they showed me the picture I wasn't sure if I seen it or not but uh so that's that's where I was at, um, and uh, I knew it was serious, but then I didn't realize how serious it was till I guess that that point, you know, is when 
I realized I have a little bit of a fight ahead of me. So, you know, but I, I, I never, they never considered putting me on uh, the ventilator, which is, which is a good sign, you know? Yeah. So, but I still had a little bit of a battle to go through, you know, but you know, my, my outlook on it was, um, go ahead. What's that? Go ahead. You were saying your outlook on it was, uh, I thought you were, well, my outlook on it was that, um, I mean, if, if I didn't get through it, because, you know, you know, I'm pretty open about my beliefs and my faith and I don't try to pound people over the head with everything, but, you know, I'm ready. If it's time for me to go, it's time for me to go, you know, maybe, maybe my work on earth is done, you know, but if not, then there's more for me to do. And I, I'm a positive person and I always look at the positive side of things and, you know, look on the sunny side of life, you know, <laughs> but anyway, I've, I've always tried to look at the positive side of things and stay focused on the positivity. And I think a lot of, a lot of your, um, a lot of your mental outlook, I guess, is where your strength can come from, you know, and how you look at things, you know, and uh, of course, you know, you've, you've had a lot of struggles with dealing with a lot of things in your life obviously oh yeah you know and you you you, you battle you just keep charging ahead and staying staying active and just being constructive and everything so right you know exactly what i'm talking about i do i do i've been there i am there on a regular basis yeah so how yeah. long were you actually every, every in day hospital? yeah how long were you actually in the hospital Uh, I got out the 25th, so I think it was about nine days okay. I was in. Okay. So I went in the 16th and 25th, so yeah, between okay. eight and nine days I was there. They did a great job with me, too. They were really on top of it, you know. Right. So, I mean, I you hear stories. Either way, you hear stories of the hospitals. People always want to rag on them or whatever, but I had a great crew they, they were on top of it you know they all did a great job you know and if i had questions they were patient with answering for me you know that kind of stuff so you know. so you were released with oxygen and, and today's your second day without using it you've still got it there in case you need it yeah um, but how is that i mean you're pretty active you sing a lot i mean you're, right. you're used to using those lungs in right. real high right. capacity ways Right. What was that like coming out of the hospital with oxygen? You're listening to City Pulse on the air on 88.9 FM, The Impact. Let's return to Todd Haywood's interview with coronavirus long caller, Don Cochran. It was, uh, it, it really think, makes you think emotionally and mentally and whatnot about the future. Like, is this going to continuously be this way or will I be able to get back to where I was at before, you know? Um, so it's really, um, it, you know, it makes you question things and uh, kind of a scary thing. Yeah, it is a scary thing because how is it going to be? You're thankful to be alive, obviously, but now how is it going to be from here on out? Are you going to have it, this continuous battle with it? You know, which is still, I think, you know, because I'm not, I don't think I'm a hundred percent yet, 
you know, and I know, I know I've heard stories of, of other individuals that still have a little bit of lingering left for a few months or whatever, you know, so, you know, it's there, but, you know, to me, I, I think you got to like, like anything, you got to get outside your comfort zone, you know, obviously with acting and all that other stuff, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You, you always got to take that chance. And so for me, it's like another challenge to kind of step up, and overcome it, you know, and, and so my focus is going to continue to fight it and try and stay healthy and uh, hit the gym a lot, you know, work on the cardio. Cause you know, if you, if you're challenging that and we're working on it, it'll help strengthen that, you know? So that's, that's my thing. So, you know, well, have you had, I mean, did they do any checks on your heart while you were in the, in the hospital? Because we know that this virus does cause some clotting and heart attacks and cardiac issues. Yeah. Yeah. They have a, on the monitor that they put on your finger, like this right. thing here is one of that, like the oximeter thing, you know? So it's basically got the, the heart rate and the um, oxygen level. And so that, you know, that's how they keep a track of that. And then of course they give you the blood thinners and I'm actually still on blood thinners now to keep fighting the clots. Cause I, I guess that's one of the things they learned uh, from the beginning of this is that blood clots is what one of the big things that's really uh, affected people. And um, it saved a lot of lives, I guess, now that they've realized that the blood clot thing is, is a big thing as far as fighting this fighting this um, virus, you know, in your system. So, so, so uh, back this up a little bit to before you had COVID. Yeah. What, you, what were your thoughts on COVID before you, you I, tested positive and then you got sick? I, I, I knew it was real, but um, I also continued to live my life and I didn't, I didn't, stay inside and, and, you know, um, avoid being out in society and all that stuff. So I, I knew it was real. Um, and, and, you know, I knew people that had it and I knew people, some people that lost the battle. Um, and I, I, you know, I would pray for the families and, and I still do and people that like that, but I, uh, I didn't want to li also live in uh, fear, I guess, right. you know, right. and uh, I figured I'd probably get it eventually, you know, and I'm not saying that everybody should think that way, but that that's what I thought. And obviously I got hit with it and it hit me pretty hard. Um, and it actually made me, uh, reflect on maybe my thinking wasn't as um, uh, wise as I should have been in it, you know. Do you think so, in some ways, even though you knew people who passed away, was there sort of this, oh, you know, it won't make me as sick? I mean, it's it's like, I mean, we all we all sort of minimize our own risk categories, right? Like, I'm a smoker. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, oh, I won't get yeah. sick, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, Cause I'm pretty healthy, you know, uh, obviously I gained some weight. I'm a little, little heavier than what I normally was used to be. That happens when you get older though. Um, 
or it could be your COVID-15, your 15-pound your gain, your COVID-15, your 15-pound gain during the, the isolation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually dropped 10 pounds during this whole thing, so... Oh, well. But I was I would suggest COVID as a weight loss program. You know? <laughs> I, you know, but, uh, huh? No thanks. <laughs> right. Um, but I uh I uh I did think, you know, I'm pretty healthy, you know. I, I retired from the military and you know, physical fitness. I was always I've been retired five years from the military now, but um I got a job working outside. I work for True Green now, so I do lawn care. So I'm outside walking and exercising. Of course, wintertime, you get the few months that you don't do that, but then I try to work out and stay in the gym. So my my health, as far as that goes, is pretty good for a guy my age. So I never really thought, I know I don't really have any any of the comorbidities, I guess they say, that people have when they get hit with COVID because that's kind of like the double whammy you know, and, uh, you know, I'm not a smoker. I do drink, you know, I am a drinker. So, um, you're listening to city pulse on the air on 88.9 FM, the impact let's return to Todd Haywood's interview with coronavirus long caller, Don Cochran. Yeah, there's no denying that, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> hey, we all have to have something. Right. Right. <laughs> but, uh, other than that, you know, but shoot, I don't care how healthy you are. If it's going to hit you, it's going to hit you, you know. But um, some people get lucky and they just get a little slight touch of it. You know, it just depends, you know. I don't think it has anything to do with really your, um, how healthy you are, really. Although it's that much harder if you don't have, if you have other health issues, you know, because you're, you're fighting your body's fighting both ways, you know, so it takes that much out of you. And then I'll tell you what, where you out, your energy level is just so like, oh, you know, I had the bags under my eyes for so long, you know, of course I'm older anyway, so you get those bags anyway, but you know, <laughs> how old are you? 55. Okay. So you're, you're not ancient. You're certainly not in the, the super high risk groups for, yeah. for for death but right. certainly more at risk uh because of your yeah, yeah and that and my weight so a little, it's little extra bmi huh yeah a little extra bmi okay. yeah all muscle all muscle <laughs> <laughs> big um, sexy on the screen <laughs> so where do you actually live because i you know i thought you lived in charlotte but i i guess that may have changed i never lived in charlotte I, so I used I worked out in Charlotte as a DJ for a while, but I never. That lived may be there. why. Yeah, um, I live in Holt, okay. the Holt area. Yeah, okay. over by uh, Autumn Ridge, over in that area, where the YMCA is. Okay. Over there, off the Cedar. You're not very Somewhere far from me, actually. What's that? You said you're not very far from me, actually. Oh, really? That's yeah. funny. I thought you lived downtown near the Lansing area downtown. Uh, I did until uh, this summer when the landlord that I was renting from sold my house, the house that oh. I was living in. You know, I had an apartment. Oh. There and so I bought a, a trailer up here in Mill Pond. Oh, okay. Mill Pond. Yeah. Yeah. So, know that area. and the dogs enjoy it. I'll just give you that. So, that's cool. 
So that's cool. You know, we're in a situation where you know vaccines are starting to become more readily available. We just heard that there's going to be a twenty percent increase in the amount of doses we're getting into the state. Right. Had COVID. What do you say to folks who are like, "Well, I'm not sure I want to get the vaccine." Would you rather have get a vaccine, vaccine or have COVID? Uh, the vaccine, get it. I'll tell them right away to get it. I don't, you know, you don't want to have COVID, man. No. Whether, you know, you might get lucky and it might just be a little headache and tiredness for a few days or whatever, but it's a gamble, but I wouldn't gamble it. I'd, take, I'd get the vaccine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get it once I'm, you know, fully recovered. I'm going to get it. My girlfriend got it. She she actually actually had to go to home cares or health care or group homes. Okay. And issue out the shot herself. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's a deal, man. So um anything I didn't ask you about your experience with COVID that you think is really important? Um no, not really. I mean, one of the things is like uh, to help that helps you fight through this is I had a lot of support, obviously, you know, when I posted on Facebook and let people know what's going on and stuff uh, that is so overwhelming. And it's it's such a uplifting uh, thing to, to help you fight through that. So any type of support you can get from people that, that are dealing with it, uh, any type of support they can get is, is a great thing. And I, I'm thankful for each and every individual that was supportive and responded and, you know, was, was right there. And it's, it's just like, it really got me emotional. You know, it was just like, wow, you know, tears come to my eyes and just thankful for that love and support, you know, that helps a lot of people get through, through that for sure. You know, on top of having my faith and just all that, you know, it right. just makes, makes a difference for sure. Okay, cool. You think of something else, just drop me a Facebook message. I'll be sure. writing this up uh, later this evening and, and filing it with city pulse. Um, cool. I don't know if it's going to run this week or next week. Um, Sounds good. But it'll be one of the two. Um, cause I've got two stories on COVID that I've put together for this week. Um, oh, okay. So you're, you're one of them. Well, I appreciate you asking me. I didn't know. Well, I think uh, it's important that we talk about what people's experiences are with COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it, good. Is, it is so different for different people. Right. I mean, right. right. Uh, as you know, and I put this on Facebook, it's no secret. I have talked about it. I've done interviews. I actually had a probable case actually a year ago. Um, oh yeah, we were yeah. Looking yeah. for it, right? And I actually, one of the long haulers. So I have lung damage. I have some heart issues. I have, you know, I still have COVID wall. Like where, you know, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, and all of a sudden it's like right. I sleep right now, or I'm going to fall. Mm. Um, so I, you know, that's a very different experience than I think some other people have, right? Right. So people who right. had COVID who had no symptoms. Yeah. So it's such a strange disease that the it more is. we talk it about is. it, the more personal experience, I think the better for our readers to really understand 
this is really a strange little virus. Right, right. It's something we're going to have to deal with for years and years, you know. And uh, the more we talk about it and share these stories and, you know, the more that the uh, doctors and experts learn, I mean, we're going to continuously learn this continuous thing, you know. And it's good because you're, you're learning more and more from from it, you know, from other people's experiences. So, well, I'll tell you what, I won't be crawling on the ground like a zombie. <laughs> How many times? Pyramid <laughs> pie? Not anytime soon. But come oh, on now, if you got enough to do a roll as a zombie, you jump right at it. Don't don't even pretend. I probably would. I probably would. As long as you're directing it. <laughs> I I'm not sure about that. We'll see. I mean, that's that's one of the things that I have to really back off on with my lung issues is just doing the theater stuff. Yeah. My, I, I got you. Yeah. Myself there. It takes a lot out of you. I know. Yeah. And it's hard. I know the last time I. Yeah, I know. It's got to be tough for you. But, you know, you found alternatives to do other things. So that's good. You know. Yeah. A little bit here. A little that's bit. That's a good thing. Doing a little bit more creative writing than I used to. So that's nice. Yeah, of course, causing you still got your creativity. Stuff. Yeah. Well, you still got your creativity flowing, so that's good, man. I do, I do. So, all right. Well, thank you for for trusting me to tell your story and and sharing yeah. with our our readers, and uh, we will talk soon, my friend. All right, brother. You take right. care, man. Thank you. Good Bye. talking with you. All right, we'll see you. And that does it for us here at City Pulse on the Air. I'd like to thank you for checking us out. And you can listen to past episodes by checking out our website, lansingcitypulse.com. This is arts editor Skylar Ashley for City Pulse on the Air, signing off.